0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Lake Michigan College officials have given the South Haven City Council an update on today's millage renewal. Associate Dean of the South Haven LMC campus, Jeremy Burleson, talked to them last night about how much money the millage saves students. South Haven students have saved $3.6 million by being part of the Lake Michigan College District and paying in-district tuition instead of -of out-of-district tuition. So first and foremost... And I have a son that's a senior right now and one that's a freshman coming up. So I understand the family value for saving that amount of money and being in in in-district tuition. Burleson and LMC Director of Government and Community Relations Al Pashulka urged the council and voters in the area to approve the millage renewal. It is not a tax increase. The polls are open until 8 p.m. tonight. The Benton Harbor City Commission has approved the, f- the draft Best Benton Harbor Community Plan, or the city's new master plan. Commissioners signed off on the planning document last night with no comment. Now that it's been approved, a 63 day review period begins. Anyone can see the plan at bestbentonharbor.com. The master plan has big ideas for the city, seeking a doubling of its population by 2040. To go along with that, the plan envisions a housing construction boom with a focus on middle incomes to avoid gentrification. It also creates new opportunity areas, including the Black Wall Street Opportunity Area, the Education Opportunity Area, and the Entertainment and Arts Opportunity Area. After the 63 day review period, there will be a public hearing on the master plan, which could get final approval late this year. Under state law, municipalities must have master plans that are reviewed every five years. Benton Arbor City Commissioners have hired an interim city attorney. At last night's meeting, they approved the appointment of Niles-based attorney Sarah Seneca to the role. That's as previous attorney Rick Rackt of Bittner Jennings has stepped down effective August 4th. He gave the commission a month's notice. Commissioners last night questioned whether the interim appointment was properly vetted and went through the proper channels. Mayor Marcus Mohammed said this is only a temporary appointment and the city can't go without legal representation. In the interest of, the, of God, in the interest of the, the city, the residents, it's a no-brainer. Commissioner Mary Alice Adams wanted to put out an RFP for a new attorney and hold a special meeting. Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Seitz said that'll happen when a permanent replacement is sought. We need to fully vet the employees that come to this full body. Mayor Mohammed said the city currently has no attorney reiterating the appointment's only temporary. The commission approved Seneca. She'll answer directly to the city commission. She thanked the body for the appointment. It could be a while before the westbound lane of John Beers Road at Red Arrow Highway is back open. It's been shut down since Sunday due to a washout caused by heavy rain. Stevensville Village Manager Casey Dominguez tells us a drainage ditch failed under the road, causing a 20-by-14-foot section under the road to be washed away. She says the village already has a grant to rebuild John Beers at that location with the work plan for next April. It's looking now like that'll be moved up. However, she added engineers are still assessing what's needed. Dominguez says the village will make sure the road is safe as possible before reopening it. Traffic is detoured down Marquette Woods Road in the meantime. Kalamazoo native Chris Glasser is the latest Democrat to enter the race for Congress in the 4th District. Glasser is seeking to replace Congressman Bill Heisinger, who he says cares more about party than West Michigan. Glasser has worked as a reserve sheriff's deputy, an EMT, and a firefighter, and is currently an investigator for Child Protective Services. He considers health care a top priority, telling us he supports a single-payer universal system. We have billions of dollars in medical debt. We spend the most in health care out of all industrialized countries, and we don't cover everyone. Glasser also wants to rid up politics of dark money and corruption. I understand the disappointment that they have in our political system. I understand the disappointment that they have in both political parties. I might be running as a Democrat, but I still have my criticisms of the party, and I'm hoping to address those criticisms in a way to strengthen the party. I don't think there's any benefit in denial. Glasser started a late campaign for Congress in the 4th District last time around, but suspended it when collecting signatures. He tells us he's always been interested in politics and policy. He says if retired Congressman Fred Upton still represented the district, he would still be running because Upton usually just voted with his party, which only meant tax cuts for the wealthy and deregulation. August is breastfeeding month, and the and County Health Department is advising mothers on the benefits of breastfeeding their babies. Department Lactation Specialist Mistel DeVarona tells us breastfeeding is best for the baby's immune system development, lowers the risk of certain cancers, and even lowers the rate of SIDS she notes most moms want to breastfeed but run into challenges. 83% of families start off breastfeeding so we can see that most families have a goal to breastfeed however because there's so many challenges and sometimes poor support and pressure not to breastfeed only at age three months only 42 percent of babies are still breastfeeding and at six months only 25 percent of babies are still breastfeeding the american academy of pediatrics recommends breastfeeding up to two years old Dave Arona says the and County Health Department offers breastfeeding support, including classes and support groups. We'll have a link to more information on our website. The department recognized the Breastfeeding Month with Breastfeeding in the Park at Milton Park in St. Joseph this past weekend. That replaced the former Breastfeeding on the Bluff last held in August of last year. And set for this weekend at the Bridgman Open Air Market is a cornhole tournament. Market manager Roseanne Stehoviac tells us they're planning to have four-person teams competing on Sunday. It's $20 for teams to register. I'm hoping we'll have five or six different teams. That would be wonderful. We've got gift baskets as the prizes for first, second, and third place. In the gift baskets are some amazing products from our vendors. The tournament's in partnership with the Young Legacy Company, which makes Cornhole Boards. Stahobiak says Cornhole has been growing in popularity in recent years, and the market wanted to give everyone something fun to do this Sunday in addition to perusing the wares of the 40-plus vendors on hand. Proceeds from the tournament will go to the Wounded Warrior Project. You can register online in advance or on Sunday starting at 9 a.m. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. Today President Biden is traveling to the Grand Canyon to declare a new national monument meant to protect sacred tribal lands from mining and drilling more or maybe Elizabeth Shelsey. This new national monument includes 3 sites covering more than 900,000 acres of public land surrounding the Grand Canyon in Arizona. The White House says that the site called the Ancestral Footprints of Grand Canyon National Monument will preserve thousands of cultural sites sacred to tribal nations and it will permanently prevent the mining of uranium on the land. The Supreme Court is reinstating a regulation aimed at reining in the proliferation of firearms without serial numbers called ghost guns. The court today voted 5-4 to to put on hold a ruling from a federal judge in Texas that invalidated the Biden administration's regulation of ghost guns. The regulation will be in effect while the administration appeals the ruling to the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans and potentially the Supreme Court. The Giffords Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence supports regulation of ghost guns and praises the Supreme Court's action. A gun rights group called the Firearm Policy Coalition Action Foundation says it's confident it can once again defeat the rule. Around the country, the heat is relentless. More maybe ABC's Derek Dennis. Phoenix, Arizona suffering a record stretch of 25 consecutive days of 110 degrees or more. Tucson at or above 100 degrees for 39 consecutive days. In El Paso, Texas, the heat is oppressive. A record-breaking streak of 39 days and counting with temperatures topping 100 degrees. And Miami sweltering with a heat index high of 100 degrees or more for a whopping 44 days. Forecasters predict The hot weather will go into the weekend. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Ukrainian officials are accusing Russian forces of targeting rescue workers by hitting residential buildings with two consecutive missiles, the first one to draw crews to the scene and the second one to wound or kill them. Officials said the strikes Monday evening in the downtown district of the city of Pokrovsk killed at least seven people, including an emergency official and wounded more than 80 others, most of them police officers, emergency workers and soldiers who rushed to assist residents. The Russian missile slammed into the center of the city in the eastern Donetsk region, which is partially occupied by Russia. Emergency crews were still removing rubble on Tuesday. Voters in Ohio today are heading to the polls in a special election that could decide the fate of abortion rights in the state. More from ABC's Ann Flaherty. State officials say turnout in Ohio's special election has been unusually high. Nearly 700,000 residents voted early before polls officially opened this morning. That's almost five times the number of ballots cast a year ago in the state's August primaries, and it far outpaces turnout for Ohio's May election. Polls close tonight at 7.30. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis is replacing his campaign manager as the Florida governor continues to reset his stagnant presidential campaign. DeSantis's campaign confirmed Tuesday. He's bringing on his Florida office chief of staff to serve as the campaign manager. The changes come as DeSantis has made two big staff cuts in the past few weeks, laying off about a third of his staff in late July as his campaign faced financial trouble. The FAA is handing the FBI 22 new cases of unruly passengers this year to investigate. More from ABC's Alex Stone. When somebody does something illegal on board a flight, the FAA can find them, but the FAA is not a law enforcement agency, so it doesn't criminally investigate that person. That's the job of the FBI. And so the FAA is handing the FBI a batch of 22 new cases, ranging from people smoking on board planes to assaulting a flight crew to making terrorist threats for criminal investigations and eventually possibly federal charges. Unruly passenger reports spiked during the pandemic. Many sparked over mask rolls on board planes. Reports have come down by over 80 percent. Alex Stone, ABC News. Crews across the eastern U.S. are working to clear downed trees and power lines and restore electricity following severe storms that killed at least two people, cut power to hundreds of thousands and forced thousands of flight delays and cancellations. The storms that pounded a stretch of the country from Alabama and Tennessee to the Carolinas, and New York on Monday continued to lash northern New England with wind and rain today. The Chicago neighborhood of Portage Park is grieving the loss of another gun violence victim. This one, a little girl killed while playing outside. The gunman's facing first-degree murder charges. Here's ABC's Sherry Preston. Angie Gonzalez-Rodriguez has a message for the man who she says shot and killed her 9-year-old relative, Sarabi Medina, while Sarabi was riding her scooter last weekend. How dare you think that you can just take anyone's life and a child? What did that child do to you or to anybody? The accused shooter, 43-year-old Michael Goodman, reportedly was upset over kids making noise outside. He's in the hospital after being hit in the face by a bullet from his own gun. It went off when he was tackled by the little girl's father. Sherry Preston, ABC News. COVID-19 hospital admissions are inching upward in the U.S. since early July. It's a small-scale echo of the three previous summers. Just over 9,000 people were admitted to the hospital in the weeks ending July 29th, which was up by about 12% from the previous week. But the number of new hospital patients is still far lower than during summer peaks the previous three years. Deaths appear to be stable. U.S. health officials say they'll keep a close eye on uh, wastewater levels as students go back to school. And for millions of American families, the ramp up to the academic year is underway. And here's some advice from pediatricians. Easy does it. This is Jim Ryan. The latest stats show the average teenager spending eight and a half hours every day on his or her device. Now throw that kid into a classroom. It's very hard for the teacher to replicate that amount of stimulus that they're getting from these highly designed games, electronics, lights, graphics. Pediatrician Dr. Dominic Lucia urges parents to do the teacher a favor by gradually weaning the kids off of their summertime device usage as the school year approaches. Jim Ryan, ABC News.